This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, things my kids take forever to do. Plus, Biz has more cake, Teresa gets ready for an adventure, and we talk to Chris Harris, author of I'm Just No Good at Rhyming. Woo! Keeping the woo down, because baby Curtis is in the period hut today. (laughs) Before... I get excited about a baby being oh, in the booth. He's biting me. And he's he's having a bite. I will distract from that yeah. by saying, this is it, guys. We've been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. This weekend, if you are listening to the show when it comes out this week, we are going to be in Brooklyn this Saturday night, October 14th, at the Bell House. Show is at 7. Doors open at 6, bar opens at 5. I know that there is a Brooklyn-New York meetup happening before the show. I think we may have even said that was at 4 at the bar, but uh, maybe you guys are thinking about a different bar. But please know the bar there does not open until 5 o'clock. I don't want a bunch of angry One Bad Mother listeners storming the bell house. Get your tickets at onebadmotherpodcast.com is the link. That's where you'll find the link to the show, to the tickets. Guys, I don't want to start a panic that we are close to. Don't don't plan on buying your tickets at the door, okay? Yeah, get your tickets in advance. Yeah, you want and to get you your tickets show in advance. Up with confidence. It is it's going to be a full house, guys. Teresa Yes. How are you besides getting bitten? And then I just watched baby Curtis throw up just he right just, on her hand, and she just, just didn't even blink. She just kept going. He wants to put this disgusting just, mic in his mouth. Can you imagine? Like a what? family of podcasters. All the germs that he are is like on this. Licking the cord right now. Hold on, everybody. Smoke screen. Now we're back. Baby Curtis has left the building. <laughs> Jesse has arrived. Now we're. Now, back to the show. Well, he's still in the building. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be, like, halfway. Like, I'm going to be, like, <laughs> looking out the window of the studio, like, trying to, like. What do you mean you can't work from home baby. with a child? I know. Just close the door. I anyway, know. you can't even work in this period <sighs> hut with a baby. Teresa. Yes. How are you? Oh, I am a kind of a wreck, and my <laughs> life is a total shit show. Um, but I'm getting ready to go to New York with my baby oh. for our live One Bad Mother. That is exciting. Um, and I'm, I'm having so many emotions about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to to it being over. Yeah. Um, I not because of the show the or show, anything, but no. just all the travel with sure. the baby. Um, not ready to leave him yet. Also, not sure how that would even go yeah. with Jesse, with all three of them. Haven't tried that yet. <laughs> Could be the weekend. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this isn't the time. We've been going through all this stuff with Grace having significant challenges, at mostly at school, but also at home. And I'm just in this mode of, like, kind of not even, like, wanting to let her out of my sight, let alone, like, <laughs> be in a different state from her. Right. And... It's just a very weird time to leave. It's also, I think, a good time to leave in a weird way. Right. Like, I kind of need a break. So we'll see what kind of break this turns out to be, traveling alone with a baby to New York City. I got to tell you, this is, you have said so many things that made me stop laughing. Oh. And, like, take pause. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, like, one is when there's stuff that's happening with mm-hmm. your kids at home, like anybody's kids at home, whatever that is, and especially when it's, like, super emotionally or physically stressful, whatever it is, there is that I want out of here. Yeah. But there is also the I need to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really hard place to be. It is. And it's, you know, and then you say the thing about, like, I wonder what kind of a quote unquote break this will be. Yeah. Again, language, again, how we use language and like what weight those words carry. Because mm-hmm. even I was like, before the show, I was like, 
is there any way this is actually going to be easier or quote unquote relaxing because you're only traveling with one child, you know, but like, good Lord, that's not an infant anymore. Curtis is like a baby. Yeah. Doing like he's, he's not just like put him in the crib. Like it's, he's moving and he needs all the stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's not really a break either. No, because it's like around the clock. Yeah, it's still around the clock. You know? It's, that's just a lie. I know. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's one of those like mysteries of, it is. I wonder how I'm going to do yeah. on a trip like I think this. it's going to be both. Like, I think if anything, like bare minimum, it's going to get me out of my yeah. like everyday, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, I, I it almost like gives your brain like a chance to like reset a little re- Yeah. Bit. Like do something new. Yeah. Like well, solve like, a new puzzle. Right. You know, like it's just like refreshing in a way, right. even if it's hard. away. You're just yeah. like, it's like shocking your brain. With yeah, something yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. Shock. We'll see. <laughs> Shock. How are you, Viz? Uh, I am as well. I, I think I've discovered a pattern when I'm about to leave for a trip like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my anxiety level rises. Oh, yeah. Because I once again find myself in this new existence where I'm not even thinking about the trip until it's almost too late to think about the trip. Where, like, I'm still telling people as of yesterday, yeah, okay, at school on Thursday, I'm going to be, but I'm traveling all day Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. Right. I have, like, told people, I will come to this open house thing. Uh-huh. I, no, I won't. And right. then they're the ones who are telling me, wait, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. be there. And I'm like, what? You're and like, how? like, how won't I be there? Yeah, it's just like, oh, I eventually have to pack and I need to get gas. And I, like, there's all kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's just like so much. And like everything feels like I'm about to forget it. So I don't mm. know. So I'm with you. But all that aside, mm-hmm. all that aside, the adrenaline has kicked in. I'm going to share a story from last Friday where I wasn't thinking about the trip or anything. And I decided I was going to use Friday to make a cake. You guys have heard me talking about making new cakes this time. Wait, is this continuing? I think it like, might be you're continuing. Like, it's like thing. a regular thing. I was like, like well, that last thing today. really wasn't a cake. It, they were okay. brownies. Oh, right, right, despite right. Despite it being called yeah. fudge cake. Yeah. That said, this was, I was like, pound cake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a traditional, literally four-ingredient pound cake. Mm-hmm. Pound of butter, pound of sugar, mm-hmm. pound of flour, oh God, pound of eggs. so good. I gotta tell you, Ugh. and my friend Stacy came over and she was yeah. like all excited and I've got yeah. all these tools that I never use so she yeah. was like sifting flour. And nice. I pulled out my blend, my mixer and like yeah. we did the whole thing and then we both had a slice of cake mm-hmm. on some very fancy, I call them lady plates that are like 100 years old from the family that stay on a top shelf that we never pull out for anything because mm-hmm. they're too fancy. Yeah. And I said- the China. I said, Stacy, we're pulling out the fancy lady yeah. plates from France. Yeah. And we're going to sit on the porch and we're going to eat cake yes. on fancy lady oh plates because we fucking deserve it. Yeah. And we did. And then we put everything away, and then we went on to our dreary lives of, like, going to pick children up and take them places. Uh-huh. It was a treat. That sounds so lovely. Maybe cake- I was waiting for this to no. lead to, like, some kind it of disaster. Not- that sounds so great. Maybe the cake isn't for my children, such no, as books like Francis suggest. Maybe I need the cake. Yeah. And it's not like, wasn't a ha- I mean, despite it being a pound of everything, it wasn't heavy. You take a small slice. Right. I was, like, in bunt form. It sure. was... Lovely. Yeah, sure. That's it. Oh my God. So great. It was such a nice way to pass some time that I had. That's beautiful. Speaking of time, today we're going to talk about how our kids don't care about time. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the hosts of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, hmm. today I'd like us to talk about things my kids take Forever to do. Teresa and I have a lot on our plates these days. <laughs> so we've decided we're just going to have a little fun today. Mm-hmm. A little fun. In no way does anything we're about to say reflect that we do not think our children are the most perfect children in oh, the yeah. world. Yeah. Also, for the record, most of this is developmental for children. Yeah. Okay? Now, all that aside, mm-hmm. let's discuss things that my 
children take forever to do or your children take forever to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start with eat cereal. Mm. It's almost like, unlike other breakfast formats mm-hmm. in our house, currently cereal takes for And you would think, I, I guess I should clarify, Katie Bell has her cereal with milk. Mm-hmm. Ellis, we're still just like treating like a feral child. Mm-hmm. We just let him have dry cereal. Okay. And technically food is getting in his mouth. He's just used to that. He's just I used guess. to that. Yeah. Because we just never enforced anything with right. second child. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not about enforcement, oh, no, right? I mean, if he I... asked for milk, you'd give him milk. Well, yeah, but I feel like when we first started giving it to him, it was yeah. like, I feel like with child number one, we were like, but now you're old enough that uh, you need milk right. with it. You like figured out, okay, now this is, is now, the time right. where you start and now you're like, just, like whatever. Just bug it. Right. So with Katie Bell, she should be eating that shit fast because no one likes soggy cereal. Well, right. Stefan loves True. soggy cereal. Stefan will just uh-huh. let cereal sit and yeah. just loves it. Oh, yeah. Oscar will eat a few bites, walk away, go do something. And then like I'll think he's done. Yeah. And then like. I, an hour later, wow. he'll come back and I'll be like, I guess I'm glad I didn't clear it because he's <laughs> eating the whole thing. But that's also kind of gross Disgusting. to me. But he's so wet. He I am it. like the moment, the moment. Yeah, I like it starts to get too. wet. I'm yeah. like, ah! yeah, I like it crunchy. So Katie Bell always pours the milk uh-huh. and then has to go to the bathroom. Oh, OK. And then she comes back and she's like, uh, I'm like, well, you should have eaten it faster. Yeah. Ellis <laughs> will like start taking a bite and then just he doesn't leave the table, but he just sort of disappears in his mind. Right. Uh-huh. And like we're all done. Uh-huh. And he's had like a bite. I've seen kids do that at meals. They, it, like, it could be anything other than cereal. Yeah. Right. Like my, yeah, because I think my kids, Grace is like, uh, eats the cereal at like a normal pace to what she eats other things. But I have seen, I have seen like, <laughs> especially because I pick up Oscar at lunchtime. Right. Like, uh, there's like a few kids who just are always still eating by the time I get there. Like, <laughs> right. they're just, and it's so, actually, it's so sweet because I, I think they're just like a little more social than yeah. the other kids. So they like to chat over their meal. Oh, yeah. This and is they're, my they're entire eating. family. They're actually eating, <laughs> but they are eating. Like, they're not just like, I'm refusing to eat and so right. I'm stuck here. It's like they're totally eating, but they're just like yeah. taking little breaks. And sitting there and looking around and making observations yeah. and like talking to someone. And it's just kind of adorable. Oh, no, you're right. But if you're waiting to get ready to go, oh. that's ah. so annoying. Oh, yeah. All of these things, by the way, bleed, have their little yeah. fingers, their little slow fingers and all the other issues that we've talked oh, about yeah. on the show, like trying oh, yeah. to get out of the house or oh, whatever. Yeah. All right. Anything that just comes to mind for you oh, right away? The, fir- the big one for me yeah. lately has been getting out of the car, oh, wherever are we right. are. Yeah. It's wherever we are, even if it's a place they want to be, Birthday even if it's party, like right. anywhere or just, but like every day coming home from school, whatever, yeah. we get there. Yeah. And they just are in this weird, they're glazy eyed. Yeah. Like they're just sitting there. They're just yeah. sitting there. And, or even if they're not spacing out, they're talking to each other or yeah. they're like pushing and shoving or yelling or whatever. They're still not. Like taking any steps towards getting out of the car. Do like, you ever find yourself like where you've unbuckled them? Yeah. And like they're all big enough to get out of the car yeah. now. So you've unbuckled them yeah. and you're like, you've already started I'm just scattering there. stuff. I'm and standing I'm like, there. I'll turn yeah. and leave the car to like go yeah. start unlocking the yeah. door, thinking we're all behind we're all me. together. And yeah. I turn around and everybody's yeah. like standing around yeah. in the car. They're standing in the car. Standing. Like, so I can't, because we don't have off street parking. Like oh, we yeah. have to yeah, park yeah, yeah. On, on the street in front of our house. can't leave. So I can't walk. So I stand there and I've gotten more zen about it as time has gone on. But I have because I've had to. But like I I stand there and I and they're also they're responsible for carrying their own stuff now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is like pretty much are at the point where they're doing that. I often have to tell them, but then they do it without an argument. But I'm just standing there. Their door is open. Their seatbelts are undone. I'm just standing there for the longest time, and then I'll be like, okay, guys, let's go in. And then the last, the cherry on top is they're standing, they're like, okay, and they come to the door. Yeah. They put their foot on, like, that spot where you're about to step down, and they just take a little rest there and they're just looking at me or yeah. asking me a question or talking to me about something from that spot. Ugh. And I'm like, this is great. Wow. I'm happy to talk to you right you now, so but why are you there? What What's happening here? What What is going on in this spot? Why are you in this spot? <laughs> like, let me... 
and like I've started with like Oscar. Like sometimes if I like have to pee yeah, or like, the or sun is really baby, hot or, it's or whatever, hundred degrees yeah. in California. I've started just like oh. almost making it like a fun little thing. Like right. I don't even. I don't even like wait for him to do it himself. I unbuckled him and I just like swing him out of the car. Yeah, like, yeah, here yeah. we go. You're out of the car. Slam. Like, I'm just so, I'm just, it's. That's my breath. I'm like this. Everybody got out of the car right now. Yeah. Everybody got out of the car yeah. right now. I've got I really have to pee. <laughs> I'm you in the car. Yeah. yeah. I never say, but in my head, I'm like, that's a threat that won't work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate that. It's right. really weird. It it's like, like a, a no man's land. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, what they're there. doing there. What's, what's fun about that? Yeah. There's nothing going on in there. good. We also are going through getting in the car. I was oh, just sure. to say the opposite of oh, that. Oh, sure. Is getting in the car. That we're, can happen, too. We're out of the door of mm-hmm. the house. Of the house. It's locked. Yeah. The car doors are open. Yeah. And then... Are you going to climb where in? Where are they? Yeah. Where's everybody? Right. They're not there. Yeah. Like, then open, they're I back. opened the door so you can get they're in. Back. And, like, Ellis, I'm like, yeah. we're working on this whole thing. We're like, you can get into yeah. your own seat now. We have this yeah. new car seat. It's very easy. He's yeah. like, I'm doing it. And then he gets up in. And he stands. And he just right? stands. Yeah. And I'm like... Get in your car seat. Sit your booty down. Yep. You need to get in the seat. Get in it. Yeah. Get in the seat. Yeah. Five, four, three. What are they doing? I don't know. It's so weird. Maybe they're thinking about how much time they want to take to put on shoes. Because that takes for fucking ever, too. That's probably what they're thinking about. They're like that. They're They're planning out. How much longer can I take to put these shoes on that I'm capable of putting on? Yeah. Have you got your shoes on? Have you got your shoes on yet? <laughs> Put your shoes on. Are they on yet? We're walking out the door. Put your shoes on. I don't know about you. <laughs> My children take a long time uh-huh. to ask me a question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mama, uh, I have a yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, um, there's... When you... Put, and like, here's the thing: they have a question in oh, mind. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just yeah take forever. There's a lot of internal processing yeah. that's going on that we're just sitting there waiting yeah. while like, that all goes I down. Back? Can yeah. I come back when? Let you're... me know when you have the question. I've started doing this thing where because <laughs> because what what Oscar will do is he'll yell yeah. to get my attention. Yeah, and then I, I'm like, yeah. And then it's like, then there's this whole extra piece. Right. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm here. When you're ready, ask me the question. <laughs> and I'll go back to like doing the dishes or whatever right. I'm doing. I'm here. I'm you don't here. have to call out to me. I'm right here and I'm listening to you. So when you have a when you so have bitchy, your question, when you have your question, I'm available. <laughs> like whenever you're ready, I'm here. You don't have to call out to me. I'm right here. All of these things are the like, the like volume knob. <laughs> For like losing patience in parents. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. look, I'm trying to be really supportive and help you. Yeah. They're like the milestones and development and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And express yourself. Yeah. But oh my God. Do you mean, because you want to be like, especially with questions where they get like almost to the end and yeah. you know what they're going to ask. Right. And so I'm just like, yeah. and I finish yeah. it. And like, Ellis has yet to be scarred by this, but Katie Bell's like, I'm going to finish my oh. own. And I'm like, oh, baby, I know. I know. Good for her. Very assertive. She's very, I don't know where she gets it from. She's very assertive. <laughs> yeah. Do you have another before I um, keep pulling keep from go- this? Keep epi- going. All right. Yeah, keep going. Mine, child, my children, it's like a drinking <laughs> game. My children take a long time to pick something. Oh, sure. To pick a thing. Sure. It's time for you to go pick your book yep. for tonight to read. Yeah. It's time to go pick your clothes. It's yeah. time to... The only thing they're fast about picking is their nose. Zing. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, is she... Okay, here's the question. This is, is both she, of them. Okay, but are they actively trying to choose and they can't pick? Or are they just not doing not doing it until they finally do it? Do you know what I'm I saying? I think it, it's, a, it's a little of A and a little of B. So oh, okay. I have more patience for the ones where I know they're really trying to like go yeah. through all the they're books. They're like, uh, and like, this one, I'm not sure. But there's yeah. other times where they're just yeah. like, all right, it's time to go. Like, Well, like yeah. even if it's something as simple as like, okay, I have two prizes behind my back. Uh-huh. Pick a hand. Uh-huh. That's really hard for them? They're just like... A, no, le- no right, no left, no right, no left. Yeah. All right, who wants to pick your favorite ice cream? We're at the ice cream store, that's what it's uh-huh. called. An ice cream parlor, whatever, places that they serve ice cream. Yeah. 
What ice cream flavor? Mm, oh, do I want some? Do you want to pick, like, like, even, like, the fun stuff? They have to, like, really, like, the huh. pressure's on, I guess. This is interesting because you're making me realize that my kids are actually very decisive. It's just that they oh. take forever getting around to doing it. Yeah. Like, it's just the same as any other thing I ask them right. to do. They are doing something else oh. rather than going and picking the book or yeah. rather than doing whatever. Yeah. But, but like, given the options, they already know what they want. Yeah. Like, we go to the... Froyo place, yeah. they know what they want. Oh, and if yeah. it's not the same thing every time, they already knew ahead of time that they were going to try this other thing. Yeah. Like, no, Katie Bell, it gets to the point where I'm like, you mm. need to pick it now. Interesting. I really, we've been here 10 minutes. Yeah, that's hard. You really that's need, that's really hard. You're going to need to pick it. Mm. There's also like, there's also, I have on my list, they take a long time to like tell me their, like, like one thing we do sometimes in the morning is, did you have any dreams? Yeah, did you yeah, about yeah. Something? And or or what's your favorite part of the day? And they tell me about their day and we like, do like different stuff. But the the thing is, Katie Bell can get started with her story. She has a long time getting to the end, though, when we need to get to the end. Mm-hmm. When it's clear we've done the story. Yeah. We've done the bulk. Yeah. But now she's just doing more. Do you more? think she's just like enjoying hearing the sound of her own voice? She's my like, child. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Absolutely. I get is. that. Yeah. But like. I find I lose the patience for that. Yeah. Like Ellis, yeah. Who you're I'm like really beginning, middle, up. and end, Katie yeah, Bell. I am. Like beginning, middle, and <laughs> Learn how to edit. Self-edit. But like, I know it's a dream, but tell it <laughs> well, like I'm it's like, a narrative story. This morning, I'm like, no, you're done telling me your dream. That was it. No, it's not. I'm like, I can tell you we're at it. Because like, Ellis, I'm trying to teach him, believe it or not, patience mm-hmm. in what, because he talks over right. Katie Bell. So right now, we're working on... You have to let your sister finish the yeah. story. Yeah. Be patient. Yeah. And so the problem, like Katie Bell. Yeah. Now we gotta get, gotta get to the well, end. And I don't want to. I don't. I'm not trying to shortchange her her story. Right. Yeah. But she's already been sharing. Well, and you're trying to show Ellis that if he does a good job waiting, ultimately it's gonna be his turn it's at some gonna point. Come to the end. The lesson can't be you just wait and wait and wait forever, uh, and forever. then you never get a turn. <laughs> now I get that. But also what you just brought up brings up a point that I wanted to make like since the beginning of this conversation which is that it's this whole thing is ironic of course that that everything takes our kids so long because they're so impatient like they think everything should happen instantly oh well do you want me to add some irony to that yeah if you're one of those people like me who's like I wish we could all just slow down and take more time yeah how the world has changed so much right that we expect everything within seconds I want to teach my children to like take their time yeah and it's okay to be bored it's okay to be bored it's okay to take your time and make a decision it's okay to wait it's okay and Rob just like yeah it's like yeah both of those things are true they're true yeah look at that One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You guys, Blue Apron is really awesome. It totally got me to cook. And not only that, it's actually a really nice type of thing to do with your kids or with your spouse because the stress level is actually pretty low when you're looking at like cooking together as a family. I know sometimes it can get like kind of stressful because like every kid doesn't you're trying to figure out what you need to do and the kids are everywhere and they want to do this or that but you know Blue Apron provides like a really clear recipe and everything's pre-portioned so you can kind of like even lay stuff out in advance and do it together and it's a really cool little activity and really good food. Check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first meal with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badmother. That's blueapron.com slash badmother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius, fail time. Genius mean Teresa. 
Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God, that's fucking genius. So I just love that we have little sleeping bags for the kids. Not because, like, I mean, they're they're great because the kids just love them and they're fun. But I have found so many opportunities since Curtis was born yeah. to use them in a pinch. Like, especially, like, if, like, somebody wets the bed and I need to put sheets in the wash and oh. I don't get around to, like, making the bed immediately that same day or yeah. whatever, I can just put one of their sleeping bags on the bed and they think that's fun for, like, a night or two until wow. I get around to it. And then, like, Oscar, you know, comes into my room a lot still at night and, like, oftentimes wants to get in bed with me. And I'm trying to, like, get him past right. getting in bed with me. But I can put the sleeping bag out on the floor. It takes two seconds to, yeah. like, create a bed for him to sleep on the floor next to my bed. Yeah. Um, and so I just feel like it was, like, one of those... Um, purchases that yeah. was so worthwhile and will continue to be so worthwhile and so helpful. That is really smart. Thanks. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Okay, Ellis. Ellis has his birthday coming up. He's going to be four at the end of November. And for the last, like, five months, he's been talking about where he wants to have his party and what kind of cake he wants for his party. Mm. We are back to cakes. And he keeps saying, I want a milk cake. And Stefan and I, I, I was like, oh, okay, a milk cake. What's a milk cake like? Well, it's a, it's a milk. You know, I mean, Ellis is trying to explain to me. Is he talking me. about tres leches? Well, I thought, well, I'm like, is he talking about tres leches? Or is he talking about some sort of Swedish cake that maybe he's had with Stefan when oh. he's taking him down? Yeah. I'm like, Stefan, do you know what milk cake is? And he's like, no. And we're like, oh, shit, this birthday is going to be so disappointing. We yeah. don't know what milk cake is. I made the pound cake. I gave Ellis pound cake. Both kids are having pound cake. I'm in the other room. Ellis comes walking in with the cake held high, and he says, this is milk cake. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I, I was that's like, amazing. and Katie Bell, all of us yeah. were just like, oh, we know what milk cake <laughs> is. I mean, I don't even know if that's what yeah, was. But it doesn't to matter. Him, to that him, is milk cake. And now you know. And now I know. Now you guys can move forward accordingly. I can make him milk cake. Totally. But I'm like, the cake, do you see the levels? That wow. of like that unfold once yeah. I have committed to cake parenting. Yeah. Genius. It's really genius. Oh. Good job. <laughs> Ladies, I am a motherfucking genius. Okay. I just left the baby at home with my husband and went and got a, like a fitting for a new nursing bra. My baby's nine months old. I have been wearing the same shitty, stretchy nursing bra that I bought when I was pregnant and my boobs got bigger. My breasts look amazing. First of all, okay, yeah. First of all, I found out I'm a triple V. <laughs> so that's new. And my breasts look amazing. I'm actually comfortable in the bra I'm wearing. I actually look good in the bra I'm wearing. I look taller. I can stand straighter. This is amazing. I am a fucking genius, and I am doing an amazing fucking job. Woo! The sheer joy Yay. of this woman embracing her yeah. genius is infectious. I know. And she's also, she is like the Pied Piper leading us to bra fittings. Yes. This is a thing. I feel like I need to do this. We all need to do it okay. sometime. Ask for it for Christmas or something. Uh -huh. It's not, I mean, like... Everybody, and that doesn't mean Victoria's Secret, like, you got to go to a professional bra fitter. My uh -huh. sister, like, yells at me all the time about this because it. what I hear is it's life-changing. Wow. I hear it is physically life-changing. Lead on. <laughs> Lead on, mama. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. <laughs> fail me, Teresa. This is like a gross poop fail, and I try to stay away from gross poop fails, but what, I mean, it just is, I, I just, ha I, I can't not. So I was trying to get Oscar to nap in the car the other day, and so I was kind of far from home, and Curtis was also in the car, and I started smelling mm. the smell, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to need to change him when we get home. Right. And Oscar started complaining about the smell, and I was like, it's, it's really, really bad. Strong. It's really a lot. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror, and it was like I could see it. Like it had come out, out of everything. Wherever, everything. Yeah, and it was there. It was everywhere. 
And we were so far from home that like, I was like, okay, we have to like get home right now, you know? And I was like, should I pull over? And I was like, but I don't really have the stuff. Like we were just driving. And I was like, I mean, I I could, but it's like, I have to like, everything's going to need to be hosed down and like put in the wash and all this stuff. Like I might as well just get home. By the time I got home, there was some on his face. Mm. He had touched it. So it was on his, I don't, I'm going to just say it never got in his mouth, but I don't know. But it was on his face. Yeah. It yeah. was so bad. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, thanks. That is, that does not make one feel no. good about themselves as a parent. No, it really I am sorry. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Thanks. All right. As I said, been a little anxious and unfocused. Everything's sort of coming to a little head as it likes to do. Like a, like a nice parenting zit. You go along and everything's <laughs> fine and then it all works its way to a fiery head. So on Tuesday, that's a day where I have Ellis all day. We have a little art class that we like to do together. And then I was going to take him to get his first haircut. I got all these things planned. And like in my head, I knew exactly what the schedule was. And like we're home after taking Katie Bell to school and letting him watch something. I'm like, because art class is at 11, so we'll leave a little early. And then, like, I realized five minutes till 10 that, that art class is at 10. And it's not oh. like I haven't been going for weeks, guys. Yeah. And I just, it just, like, took that, like, that, like, level that was already sort of chest high, like, right mm-hmm. up to my throat. And, like, you know, we just had to scramble out. The class was, like, 15 minutes away. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, it just was one of those things where I was like, how did I screw this? Like, yeah. where, what, this is, like, yeah. my thing I look forward to doing. Right. And then I just, you know, spent the rest of the time in that class, like, all bent out of shape. Right. The whole rest of the day, bent out of shape. All because of that. Oh, um, that yeah. sucks. It sucks. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Thank you. I'm calling with a fail. I was by myself this morning getting myself ready for work and my two-year-old and three-month-old ready to go to daycare. And, of course, we were running late. And we were running around the house and I was yelling at the toddler saying, don't touch that, come here, hurry up, go faster, we don't have time for this. And I was in the kitchen getting my breast pump and everything ready for us to walk out the door, and I hear her out in the hallway going, Mama, brown shoes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, very cool, brown shoes. And she goes, Mama, come here. So I go out and look, and not only has she recognized which shoes are the ones that I wear for work, but she has ever so sweetly lined them up in front of the door to the garage for me to put on so we can walk out the door. And it was like I got punched in the gut. I am such a jerk and I feel terrible. And she just wanted to be so sweet to me even though I yelled at her all morning. I suck. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks for the show. It's a fail. Yeah, but, you do suck, you, but, but not uh, not let let be that's nice also, to yourself. Yeah, but be nice. Yeah. We all it's so hard. Snap and yeah. yell and yeah. whatever, and then our kids. It just like our kids still continue to love us. Yeah, and there is a real guilt about that guilt feeling you know about that yeah. like i mean I've, thank god they still love us you know what i mean yeah. and like and it's always a chance to like <laughs> do better <laughs> the next day if we can if you'll just put your shoes on fucking faster yeah. uh, but like you are you are you are doing a good job yeah you are but you also suck. yeah you do yeah you are the greatest mom i've ever known i love you i love you when i have a problem i call you on the phone i love you i love you teresa yes let's call someone today hey new intro (laughs) this week we are calling chris harris the acclaimed author of i'm just no good at rhyming an illustrated poetry book for kids and readers young at heart in a starred review publishers weekly called i'm just no good at rhyming a worthy heir to silverstein seuss and even ogden nash Harris has been a writer and executive producer for How I Met Your Mother and a writer for The Late Show with David Letterman. His pieces have appeared in The New Yorker, Esquire, ESPN, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, and on NPR. He has too much time on his hand. He is also also the author of the anti-travel guide, Don't Go to Europe. Welcome, Chris Harris. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh my gosh, what a what a crazy intro. That uh, makes me sound like I've actually done something with my life. Well, I love it. Thank I'm going to assume you did it in one year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only part I didn't understand was how you could possibly have too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it either. Trust me. I, I'm, I'm just trying to get by here, but I guess we all are. <laughs> it's a very fine line. Uh, in terms of what getting by is for all of us now. Let's start with what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? <laughs> we have a, um, <laughs> we have in my house, we have me, we have my wife, Hillary, we have my 11-year-old now daughter, Josie, and my nearly 10-year-old son, Silas, and I will get criticized extremely if I don't mention that we now have a dog named Zeus. Uh, who joined us about six months ago, and it's only in the past month that he started. He stopped uh, uh, growling and barking at me whenever. <laughs> so, so now that we've reached a detente, it seems like we've both accepted n- n- uh, neither of us is going anywhere. So yes, the fifth member of the family is Zeus, and, and I accept it. Well, can I ask the type of dog Zeus is just to derail us? It's a <laughs> oh good. Usually I'm the one who derails these things. Um, <laughs> he is a he seems like a Rhodesian Ridgeback, but I think is is actually a, a just disguised as that. He's actually a mutt. He's yeah. about four years old. We Aww. got him from rescue. Oh yay, rescue dog! I love Ridgebacks. They're so cute. Yeah, he's very. <laughs> Very sweet dog who was clearly not treated well by someone who looked a lot like me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the long bond game. The long (laughs) bond game. Yes. Uh, Well, before we get, we're going to talk about your book and the poetry, but I thought what might be nice before I start singing the praises of this book would be to start by asking you to read uh, one of your poems. And I, I, if, if you would, I'd like you to read the poem L-O-V-E. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I have not read that one um, out loud to anyone except my family, so <laughs> well, what a treat. Well, we read it all the time in our and, house out loud. I love it. So let's see if you do as good a job as we do. <laughs> oh, I doubt it very much. Um, and I, Yeah, so, so this, this is one of those poems that might not have rhymes in it, but here we go. It is called L-O-V-E. That spells love. Here we go. L is for looking out for others. O is for open-heartedness. R is for... Hey, there's no R in love. (laughs) I I, I know, but I thought maybe I could say that I'm for respecting... No, 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 there is no R in love. Get out of here, R. Go on, get. Okay, that's more like it. Now, let's keep going. V is for... Very guilty about how mean we just worded the letter R. (laughs) G is for guys, you can't go around saying that you're all about love and then act so terrible to letters that just don't happen to be in the word, like myself, G, and R. He is for pretty good argument, G. Love should be about accepting everyone, including us. L is for, look, we've been doing some thinking, and you're right, the four of us, we went a little too far, and we're sorry. Please forgive us. All you other letters, come on back. E is for everyone is welcome now. And that's what Lord Gapul is all about. <laughs> ah, yay! <laughs> I, guys, I, okay, now comes the praising. The book is hilarious. <laughs> and I mean, I laughed out loud and felt immediately reconnected with childhood biz who reread A Light in the Attic and Where the Sidewalk Ends over and over and over in third and fourth grade. It has the same effect that, like, Shel Silverstein, The Muppets, Mad Magazines, Deep Cuts from Dr. Seuss, Weird Al, all those things, uh, all this material that said it was okay to be smart and funny and like smart things. And so my question is, how did you figure that out? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I mean, like, I what, just, what led I just, you to write this? Can I just take a moment to absorb all those, the perfect influences that I, <laughs> I just want to... I'm going to, next time I'm on a, a phone call with a TV executive, I'm just going to think back to you saying that because it's so, it's so nice to hear. Uh, Weird Al, oh my God, yeah. Um, I, you, know, it's, I, you know, I grew up on all those things just like you did, yeah. like, exactly those references. And, um, you know, I, I, I set out to write this mostly, you know, I, I wasn't originally thinking, oh, this will be something that other people see. I was writing it for my kids, and um, I wanted to sort of share with them you know, some, here are some of the things that, that here, here are some ideas that make me laugh, or here are some things that we've shared, or, or here, are some, here are some things that, that say, 
I, I get it. You're your kid, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on, and, and, with, and there's some great stuff, and there's some stuff that you've got to wrestle with, and, and I get it. And, and, and most of all, I, I think I started out just I wanted to make them laugh. Yeah. You know, I, I think both of my kids, they're, they're awesome. Um, they, they both sort of came into the world a little serious. Like they, like they came out of the womb with their arms crossed, like saying, <laughs> I, 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 this is it. You know, this, this, this. I, I, we were promised like, uh, something much better than this. You know? Uh, and, and, and I, I guess I sometimes I agree with them. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I wanted to share that joy and, and boy, I love, I really do like mad and, and, yeah. and all those things that are, that let's look at the world from a, from a different point of view and, and see if, and see how funny it is. Um, well, and to respect so, yeah. that kids will find that funny. I feel like there's like a real, I always felt respected as a reader, as a kid, when somebody let me, you know, gave me not people like these authors and writers gave me these sort of, you know, dark and funny and clever, but also like raunchy and fun and silly material. I felt like, <laughs> Somebody was saying, "Yes, you absolutely can handle this, and and it's okay." Um, Great, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I am, I'm, I am talking. I'm trying not to talk at them. Right, I'm trying well, to right. talk to them, and and like you know, it says you know the titles like for mischievous kids and immature grownups, yes. and yeah, I'm an immature grownup, and so <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just happy that uh, the the kids love it, and uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, it's but okay. Well, I'll, I, I'll I love. Inter- Part of the uh, part of the thing that that I started to do was, you know, when 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 I was growing up in books, they seemed so like I loved books, but they seemed like almost these sacred tomes, and um, the authors, this you know, they were perfect. And here, the author of this book right. is uh, very very clearly not even close to perfect. And and I and I was I did that for my kids to show them, like you know. Sometimes kids are a lot smarter than adults. Like I, I'm the the writer. I miss obvious rhymes in this book, and and I, I get into fights with my illustrator, and and I hope I hope they sort of come away from that realizing, oh, he's just another person, just like us. He just happened to have an agent or whatever it is that got the book. But I want them to, I want kids to sort of get that. This is just one person writing because I think maybe they can take away and say, okay, well, well, what can I write then? Well, but that, that, that's it. There, there's this strong sense of turning poetry up on its head in this book and taking kind of the starch out of it. You even make fun of one of my other favorite poems that uh, is like you, you take a stab at Robert Frost uh, <laughs> that I feel makes it like accessible to kids. And the playfulness extends not only throughout the poetry, and some of it's not even poetry. Uh, there, it's, it's in the book jacket and the book cover lining. And like my, one of my favorite things, the very first thing I read that made me like just rip the book and say I'm taking it home was where you say the book is for everyone except 11 and a half year olds who you tell to scram <laughs> and you include an outdex of poems that didn't make it. You've removed the number eight from the book. And then you have this whole poem about why I'll just tell people it's on page 105 and, and so much more. Did you know this was how you wanted the book to go or did it evolve like, I mean, you say, so you say you started out wanting to write these books accessible to kids, but like it, it's, there's imperfection and there's whimsy like all the way through it. It, it, to- it totally just sort of, it, it, it grew, you know, and, and I, I'm so grateful, you know, my, my editor was great with, uh, with sort of letting me take it and run with it. And Lane Smith, who is just, I can't believe the illustrations that he made and, and, yeah. you know, created such a world himself. And he, he jumped on board with some of these things. You know, they they just sort of happen, and unfortunately, my daughter is eleven and a half right now, <laughs> so, so so she has, she has some issues with the whole like this is for everyone except eleven and a half year olds. But <laughs> eventually, she'll get over it, like when she turns twelve. But she, yeah, so many of these things were just yeah, like what can we do to have fun here? Oh, here's a dedication page. Let's what can we do to have fun with that? Here's an, like the index, for example. I just remember thinking, well, what 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 can we do to have fun with this? And I I think I was very lucky in terms of. You know, because I, I write for TV, but but books was new, and so to me it was just like coming into this playground yeah. of of possibilities, and and I was very lucky to get an editor right to who who got it, and the page numbering is a giant mess for for the copy editors. <laughs> um, apparently, it caused all, like all these arguments and and infighting at at the publishers, but uh, but basically uh, for the for your your listeners, like there's a there's a big poem in the middle, and it, it was inspired by. 
when I think it's probably might be the earliest idea for a poem because it happened before my kids were born. I was my wife and I were sitting around. She was, I think, like seven months pregnant. And we were talking about, oh, gosh, what are the values that we're going to raise our, our kids with? You know, all that stuff that, that goes out the window after two weeks of right. sleeplessness. And I said, oh, what if we don't teach our kid about the number eight? What if we just don't tell her about the number eight? It'll be really funny. She'll, everyone will think she has 11, she'll think she has 11 fingers. And it, she, but Hillary rightly said, absolutely not. Um, but it became, it became a poem about these parents who forget to teach their kid eight. And then, I, and then as we were cre- putting the book together, I said, oh, what if those parents yeah. are the ones who are responsible for the page numbering of the book? <laughs> and I could, I could, I've never heard anyone roll their eyes over the phone, but that, I, could, I could hear <laughs> my editor doing that. Like, oh, here's another crazy thing we'll have to follow. But, I, but I, it made me so happy because it's, it's just so ridiculous. All right, I'm going to ask you to read another poem. We've talked about how funny and hilarious everything is, but there's also a lot of very sweet, there's a lot of sweetness in, in some of these poems. And I'm wondering if you could read I'm Shy on the Outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I, there are a few earnest moments, yeah. I guess. And, and I'm trying to capture, like, this is what it's like to be a, a kid. And, uh, but, yeah, here's, here, this is one of them, I'm Shy on the Outside. I'm Shy on the Outside, but inside my head... I'm not at all shy. I'm outgoing instead. I'm chatty. I'm witty. I'm often hilarious, funny and friendly and downright gregarious. Ask me about me. I'll say, I'm a cut-up. Sometimes I can't even get me to shut up. (laughs) Even though out here I'm minimal worded, deep down inside, I am so extroverted. I'm the life of the party here under my skin. So keep knocking. Someday I might let you in. <laughs> I know. So I got chills. Thank you guys. I I thank you. I I, I told I told uh, Hillary when I wrote it, like, oh I'm trying to capture that that feeling I had of, of when I was a kid of being awkward around people and she said, Right, when you were a kid, you're totally over that. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I you know, sometimes so much for for me and I'm sure for all parents of of being parents is is for me, it was that feeling of, oh yeah, I I forgot how that kids see the world, and I for, I forgot how important things are and and unimportant other things are. But I think that was part of what that poem was for me. Is like I, I just remember that feeling of like, ah, oh, if someone will just talk to me, I will I, I will be ready and, <laughs> right. and and ready to have fun. Thank you for letting me read a, a, an earnest one. But yeah, I, that was definitely something I was I was hoping to show my kids. Is like, yeah, we. On some, I'm not saying I get everything, but but some of what you're going through, I do get. So, did you like poetry as a kid? Well, I, I like you. I loved Shel Silverstein. I remember. I, I don't think I remember the first one coming out, but but the other, the next ones, I remember them just being events. Yeah. Um, and other uh, other ones that I remember were, you know, A. A. Milne had some yeah. just really just beautiful, sweet poems, and um, the, so many others. There's there was also a less a lesser known book that was weirdly really formative to me and it was almost like the the way you were talking about mad magazine and weird al and and i would throw in monty python and david mm-hmm. letterman yeah. it was a book called arm in arm by remy charlotte and it oh was my just, gosh full of these like weird twists and and repetitions and and plays on words and and yeah. paradoxes and i just remember thinking oh my god i didn't know you could do that with words. I didn't know you could, wait, this sentence says the other sentence is the opposite, but if that one's the opposite, it, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, like I could feel brain cells imploding, you know, error alert and everything. And, and I loved it because I didn't know that words had those, I mean, in that case, it's a flaw, but I didn't know you could move words around like that. And, and that's definitely something I loved playing with on my own here was, was, was taking some of those things and, 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 and finding my own versions of, of, Look what words can do. Will you read for us your favorite poem from the book? This was one where I I like how it plays to both the kids and the adults. And for the kids, it's it's about it's the silly poem about these these monsters who just don't want to go out and be monsters anymore. But I think for for me writing it and and for the adults and for the parents, I, I think for us it's much it's much closer to home <laughs> in terms of what's happened to me at least. So it's told from the point of view of the mummy. This is called "What Happened to Us Monsters." The Mummy's Lament. What happened to us monsters? Man, we used to be so fierce, but everything's been different since we've gotten up in years. 
Count Dracula, remember him? Nocturnal, pale, and tall? He swore off blood. He says he's watching his cholesterol. The wolfman bought a hat to cover his receding hair and slept right through the last full moon in his reclining chair. <laughs> the wicked witch gave up her broom. It's too unsafe, she said. She still goes out to bingo games but takes the bus instead. The cyclops got a bifocal. Medusa's snakes went gray. The zombies only moan that they want brands to eat all day. <laughs> the blob was told to watch his weight. Bigfoot has the gout. The human fly has maggots now. The dragon's fire went out. Old Dr. Jekyll just plays chess each night with Mr. Hyde, while Frankenstein's a no-show since he went and got a bride. What happened to us monsters? Man, we used to terrorize, but now we're more concerned with rest and proper exercise. I used to think that nothing was as scary as my curse, but now I see that growing old is much, 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 much worse. <laughs> I guess I'll go on home. I can't believe how you've all slipped. If any monsters change your minds, come get me in my crypt. <laughs> so, I'm the monster. We're the monsters. We're the monsters. <laughs> We're the monsters. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let me ask you this question. This is really my sort of last deep question of the day before asking you to read one more poem, and that is, what is it about poetry that has such an impact that is different from the impact of other genres of writing, do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah. If I can, if I can misquote sure. Stephen Fry. Sure. The show is uh, all about not being 100% correct. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he didn't quite say, but said something along the lines of, like, uh, uh, poetry is concentrated language. Mm. And... I, I, I kind of love that, that idea that, that when, we're, when we're writing poetry we're, we're, and when we're reading it, we're, we're trying to communicate or convey the essence of something. Um, you know, and, and a lot for children's poetry, it, it's, it's a lot of that for, for this book and, and for Shel Silverstein and some of the other greats, what we're trying to convey is, is, is laughter and joy and, and, and the wonder of and the world. And I think there's, I think there's something kind of great about that. And then I also think there's like, especially for, you know, verse like this, there's, I, I think it's sort of, there's something that's wired in us that, that, that loves the rhythms and the, and the, you know, and, and, and the rhyming and, and the pattern and the expectations it sets up. And it's a little bit like music, but without worrying about the tune. So, you know, I, 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 I've always loved it. And, uh, I love that now, uh, I get to throw my book in as, as, as uh, another, another uh, collection of it. Well, on that note, I have been officially asked by my daughter to ask <laughs> you to end this by reading one of her favorite poems. Hey, kids, get your parents to read this poem. <laughs> she is uh, tickled pink with this poem, sir. Oh, yeah. They, they, see, they love, kids love it when they have the upper hand. Mm -hmm. um, they love it when they feel smarter than an adult. <laughs> And uh, are. <laughs> that that happens a lot with me. I know. And uh, there there's a lot of that in this book. Yeah. I, so um, this is this is one to uh, trick the parents. Hey kids, get your parents to read the, you this poem. I'm your parent, and I'm so dumb. I bite my tongue and I suck my thumb. I try to give my fist a kiss, but miss and hit my nose like this. Go ahead, laugh at me. I don't care. You think you're strong? Then pull my hair. Pull my hair real hard right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Ow! Now I'm crying. Boo-hoo-hoo. -hoo. What a terrible thing to do. I think I might boo-hoo all night. But give me a hug. Yes, give me a hug. I said give me a hug. Ah, uh, now I'm all right. Yay! My daughter demands I act this out. Oh, my God. Oh, you poor thing. Make, I, I get know. her to read it to you and see I, what happens. I know. Oh, no. She's too smart to, to try and read that <laughs> one to me. There's several other ones. She'll, she'll definitely role play with me in the book, but that one, no. Chris, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about your, about your book and, and talking to us about poetry and reading some of these. Again, the book is I'm Just No Good at Rhyming, and we're going to link everybody up to it. Thank you so much for sharing this. Oh, thank you guys. What a what a treat, and thank you for letting me babble on like this. What a how so much fun, and and I really appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.
I love it. Oh, good oh, man, stuff. Every time. Uh, well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called The Flop House. And on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie, and we review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and, I don't know, hang out. It's all about hang out, feeling like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, <laughs> Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands, and Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things. Author of the upcoming children's book, All right, that's Dog. enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. So. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat Rocks. I'm not sure, Teresa, if you could tell. Mm-hmm. But I'm a massive fan of that book. Kind of like that book. I, here's, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna say this about, th- about this book and about uh, when we're looking for genius moments as parents, our moments to stop, to, to as we talked about at the beginning, sort of shock our system mm-hmm. when things are going nuts. It used to be as a, with babies, I would get out and just take Katie Bell for a walk or Ellis for a walk when I had like reached my limit. With the older kids, taking this book off the shelf is clearly it. And this book really is great for this, for passing around and reading out loud. And there's several of them where they are sort of dialogues. So Katie Bell and I will play the different parts that are laid out in the poem. And when you are hitting that frustrated, when I hit that frustrated level, this is a breaking case of emergency, take a break and reset, because you're both going to wind up laughing. Like We just laugh and it's really a nice reset. So again, uh, I'm Just No Good at Rhyming by Chris Harris. We'll, we'll link everybody up to how they can get that book. Speaking of needing a shock to the system, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. This is definitely a breakdown. Or I don't know what it is. It's just a vet. I woke up this morning and went to get my kid out of bed, and I was... Up early, try to take her to daycare before work. Husband usually does, but I had to do it today. And I was all ready to go and dressed, and I walked in um, to find out that she was completely covered in vomit, and her bed covered everywhere, and it had been there for a while because it was dried up and gross, and she didn't cry or scream or anything when it happened. So I have no idea how long she was laying rolling around in it. But it was everywhere, so I had to call in to work, and I'm a teacher, so I had to, like, scramble for sub-plans and get those emailed over. I gave my kid, it took three rounds of bath water to get all of the puke out of her hair and off of her. I've been doing laundry all morning, trying to get everything cleaned up, and I think she's fine, but it's just... Uh, it's just overwhelming, and I just feel really shitty because my kid threw up, and it's the first time she's thrown up other than when she was teeny tiny. And I didn't know if she just sat at it or slept at it or I don't know for how long. Oh, okay. <sighs> I know. This is, you know, I think I, I think I titled this, It's Just Too Much. Yeah. You're, that's so much to deal with. First of all, you are doing a great job. Yeah. Second of all, you are not alone. Every parent has that moment where, you know, their child's hurt or their child gets sick or they're, 
yeah. countless things yeah. and we weren't there to stop it or the child didn't let us know they were sick and it was the middle of the night and we're all sleep. You deserve to sleep. We're not supposed to like sit perched on the edge of a bed all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these you are not always you be can't there. Always you cannot be always aware. be there. As soon as you could be there, you were there yeah, and that, you took really good care of her. That is right. Yeah. And that is what we can do. Yeah. It doesn't erase that, like, guilt. It doesn't erase how bad. I mean, we. I know I'm always like, like, let's say, why do the kids get hurt at school? And despite I get there as soon as I can get there to help, I get there as soon as I can get there to take care of them and get them home or whatever, that doesn't mean I'm not up all night right. being like, maybe I should never let my child leave the house. Right. Maybe I should. What could I have done differently? Right. Yeah. And, and that is an un- solvable burden yeah. that we just sort of carry and yeah. and as, we're trying to prevent yeah. anything from ha- I mean we can't we can't and then but that's not the only other thing going on here the other thing yeah. going on here is that thing yeah. that we talk about which is it's always a lot right it's always too much right. you can wake up any day of the week mm-hmm. And have everything turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And what probably pre-kids wouldn't have felt like being turned upside down. Like, you know, like, what's well, the big deal? Your kid's sick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, now yeah. it's like, now it's the entire day. Right. And, like, who's going to be the and one like, who getting stays? getting a sub. Getting and like, a sub. All that. The laundry. The yeah. Oh, my God. Whenever the kids are sick, it becomes, like, the whole day yeah. is laundry. Right? Plus, like, she's like it seems like she's fine but yeah. like just cleaning her Clean. and cleaning the bed was going to take your whole morning yeah like yeah. that's enough in and of itself like you don't count you think of like oh when my kid is sick i might have to miss work but you don't think of like when my kid randomly throws up in the middle of the night i'm going to have to miss work even if she it was just a weird fluke and she's fine right like, all yeah. day yeah. is a whole new like mountain of work yes. on top of what you would have already been doing if you had just yeah. stayed home. Yeah. And here's the deal. That's a lot to be dealing with. You are doing a remarkable job of taking care of your child. Yeah, totally. And you are doing a remarkable job all around. Yes. You really, really are. You really are. Teresa, yes. what did we learn today? <laughs> we learned that our kids take a long time to do stuff. Now, there was a whole long list we could have continued to talk about. Our kids take forever to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Our kids take forever to take a bath. Mm-hmm. Our kids take forever to answer the phone. Our kids take forever to do their homework. I, 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 I mean, the list goes on forever because our kids are operating at a totally different like time schedule than us. Mm-hmm. Uh and, like, and they're, like, still learning how to do things, yeah. too. Like, supposedly time moves slower for them than it does for us. Like, right. But I think they're just not, they're not, they have to, like, think through everything they do because they're still learning how to do it or something. Well, even as adults, some of us are, like, speed demons and some oh, yeah. of us are, like. I'm a speed demon, yeah, guys, just so you know. Can you I'm guess just, who is who I'm in this I'm fast movie? all the time with everything I do. <laughs> I've always been that way. <laughs> Ask my friends from high school, college. Teresa, we've got exams today. Finish your cereal. But I think the takeaway about this is why it matters to us. <laughs> why, why, you know, generations of comedians have talked about this. Why we talk about this. Why all of these things, why it makes us crazy is because it's affecting our time. <laughs> and we've got places to go. It's like why Ellis will never, well, I'll carry Ellis till he's 15. Right. You walk too slow. We got some place to go. Yep. I can't dawdle. Nope. No dawdle. No. We got to hustle bustle. Those are the words in our house. Don't dawdle. Hustle bustle. Yeah. I mean, that's like really what this is about is that like it's affecting our time. And the screwed up thing is I'm not sure there's any other relationship that exists in which one person's time so dramatically affects another person's time. Ah, mm. uh, parenthood. <laughs> we also learn that poetry is the fucking best. And we need to get back in touch with some fun, smart, you know, precocious 
poetry. And a great place to start is Chris Harris's book. And we're going to link everybody up to that. Going to start doing some poetry circles around here. Before we go, I just want to say there is a London meetup. Very exciting. So uh, we want to give a shout out to all the UK OBPs. They're going to be meeting up on Thursday, November 9th at the BBC Club in London on Gilday Street. That's G-I-L-D-E-A Street, W-1-W-7-N-Y, from 6 p.m. until late. Doesn't that sound exciting? Join them for an evening with drinks and a chat with like-minded OBM listeners. For more information can be found on the OBM International Facebook subgroup. Have a nice time. Please send us pictures. Everyone, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are, guys. No matter how fast or slow you are going, you're doing it at the pace you need to. You're doing great. Teresa. Yes? You're doing great. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.